Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verse 20. This is actually the last verse of the text we covered in yesterday's devotion. And when I got done recording it, it dawned on me that more could be said about the surface that was merely scratched in yesterday's episode. By the way, if you didn't listen to it, it kind of sets this up. And if you listen to this one and not that one, you're going to think I'm just going on some tirade that might not be justified by the text. But if you take these two devotions together, I think it's totally okay. So, within the stream of quote-unquote Christianity, there's this thing called the social gospel. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Believe me, I don't take what's on Wikipedia as the gospel truth, but I think this is a good definition that we can use as just a starting point for what else I'm going to say here in a second. Here's what Wikipedia says. The social gospel is a social movement within Protestantism that aims to apply Christian ethics to social problems, especially issues of social justice such as economic inequality, poverty, alcoholism, crime, race racial tensions, slums, unclean environment, child labor, lack of unionization, poor schools, and the dangers of war. Okay, we're not going to start a debate about how legitimate or not legitimate some of those things are. I think there's a chance that every one of those things could be legitimate if they are pursued through a Christ-centered, Bible-based lens. But the problem with the social gospel is oftentimes those things are not pursued through a specifically Christ-centered, specifically Bible-based lens, although they are claimed to be pursued by quote-unquote Christians who, by nature of who they profess to be, should be pursuing them through those Christian lenses. And here's the problem with the social gospel. If you walk in on any given Sunday to many different churches, primarily mainline Protestant churches, and listen to a sermon, oftentimes you're going to hear the social gospel. Take care of the poor. Fight racism. Promote peace. Keep the environment clean. Just like this list on Wikipedia indicated. And oftentimes, these acts of integrating Christian ethics into real-world problems is held up as the most high virtue that people should pursue. The problem is, if this application of Christian ethics to social problems is not clearly taught as the result, the outcome of personal faith in Jesus Christ, then from a spiritual standpoint, it's completely worthless. There are lots and lots of people doing what they perceive to be really Christian things, but who themselves are are not Christians because they don't have faith and trust in Jesus Christ and therefore their actions are not the outpouring of that faith, the result of that faith. Rather, they're just a veiled attempt at good works, which don't mean anything in and of themselves. What does this have to do with Luke 10 verse 20? Well, as I said in yesterday's devotion, the 72 disciples came back and they were amazed that they had power to cast out demons in Jesus' name. And Jesus says, yeah, you do. Of course you do. Because I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. You have power over Satan in my name. Not only to cast out demons, but to tread on serpents and scorpions. In other words, to handle physical problems and spiritual problems and oppression that you run into as you go out and do ministry. And so, yes, it's great, Jesus is saying, to do God's work in my name. It's fulfilling and rewarding and purposeful. Just like I think the people who are really hot on the social gospel today would say it's very meaningful and purposeful and fulfilling for them to apply Christian ethics to these social problems. 
Jesus. But Jesus says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in that spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In other words, don't be more passionate about the work that you're doing in my name in this world. Be more passionate about the fact that your name is written in heaven. Many advocates for the social gospel today within the stream of quote-unquote Christianity. And I say quote-unquote Christianity on purpose because in a lot of cases, it isn't actual Christianity. Many of the people advocating for the social gospel not only do not have faith in Jesus Christ, but they don't think faith in Jesus Christ is necessary. Many of them believe that the way to please God, the way to get to heaven, is by doing all these great things in the world to advance Christian ethics in the arena of many social problems. Do not fall into that trap. I'm not saying don't apply Christian ethics to social problems. What I'm saying, based on what scripture teaches, is that you must first have your name written in heaven, i.e. put faith and trust in Jesus Christ so that you can be forgiven and redeemed to your creator and filled by the Holy Spirit. So then as a result, as God has equipped you and called you, gifted you, given you a network of people to have influence with, then you can start to take Christianity or Christian ethics into the world in Christ's name. And the results are going to be beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. It's going to be amazing. But we can't go running around applying Christian ethics to social problems with any effectiveness at all or any spiritual good at all without first trusting Christ for salvation so that those Christian ethics being applied to social problems are the outpouring of our faith in the name of Jesus rather than just a bunch of busy work with no spiritual effect by people who mean well but are just as lost as the people creating the social problems that they're trying to fix. If anybody listening to this has any thoughts, I would sure love to hear them. You can email us at info at christiancrusaders.org. If you think I'm out of line in what I'm saying, let me know. I'd love to have a conversation about it. But until I'm convinced otherwise, I think what I'm talking about is very, very closely tied to Luke chapter 10, verse 20. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.